And we're enjoying the company of uh, Mary Hammond. Uh, Mary is the editor and owner of Community Life magazine. It is certainly the best magazine in the area for community news and features. So uh, as it pops through your door in Weybridge or Brooklands or in uh, Runnymede North or South, do take a look. And uh, if you'd like to know more, you can always contact Mary. But let's say hi to Mary. How are you doing, Mary? Hey, Baz. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So big night for you tonight then, you say? It is. It is. It's the Runnymede Civic Awards. Uh, So explain what these are all about. What's the Civic Awards about? Um, So basically, Runnymede, well, pre-COVID, put together a ceremony honouring people in the community that have made a contribution or, you know, have gone through... Um, improving well, you're in the certain winner. areas. You never stop. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't nominated in every category, and nor w- nor would I have deserved it. But uh, you know, it's from sport, so it's best sports club. Yeah, it's um, athletic, it's uh, art, uh, which uh, my category is writer of the year. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. So, um, and, and do you know who you're up against or not? I don't. So find I out have been shortlisted against one other person. Oh, that's yeah, all. That's all. Yeah. So to one I, I mean, uh, to be honest, if with I was you, a betting man. <laughs> Well, they keep asking me if you're definitely going to come tonight, right? You're definitely going to be there. And I said, okay, I'll make it. Oh, that's brilliant. That's but, really good news. So have you got your party frock ready? What do you, have you got? I do. You're going to dazzle on the red carpet. Not, uh, I, I uh, hoped so. I definitely hope so. But it is smart casual. So before I left, Colin was uh, going through the wardrobe and picking out what uh, he was going to wear. And I said, make it your best Smart casual. Are we talking black tie? Okay. For, for no, 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 no. He's all right. No. Okay, so but it is at Fox Hills. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so that'll be good. And um, It's not a full sit-down meal or anything like that, but it's canapes, drinks, photo shoot, you know, things like that. But And have be, you done this before? Have you been to the event? I haven't. In, no, okay, this so it's is a brand new experience for you. And I have to say, I, you know, just looking back at the whole experience of putting together these magazines... I would have never dreamed that I would be up for Writer of the Year at any type of award ceremony. So the fact that I'm even nominated for me is feels like a, quite an achievement. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations so, indeed. Well, we'll yeah. keep our fingers crossed. Fantastic. And hope I that hope next so. time we see you've got even better news. Yes. And now I'm you're sure out and about before you came to the studio, I believe, going somewhere quite special. Yes. Tell us so, about that before we talk about the magazine. Again, it's a great opportunity to find out what's going on locally. And I went over to the Elmbridge Eco Hub, which is, it's based behind the Montessori School in Walton. Right. So right as you kind of go around the Walton Town Centre and you're heading towards the station, um, it's in back of the school. And basically, Michael Tamilti, his wife Deborah, and another director named Mark have put together and applied for you know, being able to have access to a couple of broken down sheds and about three acres of land. And he's in a year has turned it into um, a waste recycling place. So, you know, if you've got an old vacuum cleaner and, you know, you want to see whether or not you can get it fixed, that's the place to take it. So it's like a repair shop. Right. So that's one aspect of it. And then they have, you know, some of the land uh, they've cultivated for 
growing flowers, but also different vegetables. So they're setting up cool. the, you know, the uh, what's that plastic kind of um, enclosures that they have. So like you're just like a small greenhouse type effect. Anyway, Correct. To keep the, That's right. Yeah, plants warm. You know, along with having a community hub and in some a place for people to go. You know, they've got food there. And this so is people of all ages, presumably. All ages. Yeah, all ages. And um, and even in a year, they've done some amazing things. So they have a community fridge. Um, so that's part of their activities. Then they've got the garden with four districts, allotment, sensory, stability, uh, oh, sorry, sustainable gravel garden and flower meadow. A seed bank. I tell you what, Mary, if what? he's got tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers, <laughs> he's going to be gonna, very popular. Everyone's going to be over there at the yeah, moment because you can't get them at Aldi or Asda. So. I know. Amazing. Or Waitrose or, or Sainsbury's or yeah, any of the other uh, ones. It's difficult also. at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but that's a great project. So that will be featured in the forthcoming be, well, edition of it, the magazine. Correct. So it's. Um, I met Michael about a month ago. Right. And uh, introduced myself and told them that I was hoping that he would write some articles for me, and that he did. And now they're going to be in the magazines monthly. Fabulous. Yeah. So um, one of the other things that I will mention, because, you know, I've been involved with the Home Farm project since I started the magazines. And um, they will have some very interesting news in the next two months. So for those that don't know what Home Farm is, give a a quick definition of what they do. So, again, it was disused land that was owned by DEFRA. Right. Um, and it had a couple of cabins on it that was uh, before World War II uh, and then s- that were used again, I want to say, up until about the 70s. So it has been disused for the last 50 years. So, n- you know, nothing's happened to it. It's just been left to flood or, um, you know, underdeveloped and things like that. And Ronnie and Christine Kendall basically applied to take the land over and create a community gardens, allotment, um, you know, everything you can imagine, you know, growing area, men's shed, you know, everything kind of community related, sensory garden. And, uh, and they have achieved some Amazing things. And big yeah. news coming from them then fairly shortly, you're saying? Fairly shortly. All right, and so well, that's something to look forward to, and I will cover it in the Waybridge magazine also. So all three publications will have it. Plus, we'll probably be going out, you know, quite bigly on social media. Okay, but that's not for the March edition. That's, that's for not, a later edition. No, no. For those of you that don't know you, and many people do know you, Mary, uh, but tell us about the magazine and where you publish. So, um, basically, my story is about three years ago, I started a community magazine looking for a job and uh, kind of not finding the right path for myself. And Colin came in one day. Uh, We live in Shepparton and Colin came in with uh, Shepparton Matters and said, I think you'd be good at this. So I started with Chertsey Life. And from there, uh, getting to meet uh, Ronnie and Christine from Home Farm and also some of the councillors, I've then grown across the borough of Runnymede. Uh, and then last year, again, being between um, 
Weybridge and uh, Runnymede, I, I've always looked at Weybridge and thought, you know, what a great opportunity that would be to grow the magazines into. And we have our one-year anniversary coming up in the April issue. Congratulations. Thank we'll be looking forward much. to that one then. Has it gone by quite quickly for you that first it, year? Oh, very quickly. Rocketed by. Yes, very much so. And uh, how many people get the magazine nowadays? So it's 33,000 co- 33, copies are delivered through the door. So I deliver both by Royal Mail and then local residents uh, in the Runnymede area. And um, and then they're also available at garden centres. Uh, so it would be Bourne Valley, um, Squires and a few others dotted around along with the Adelston Community Centre and cafes. Fantastic, fantastic. And you've got the March edition. When does that come out? Um, that will, well, I... Uh, receive the magazines on friday of the ones that aren't going via royal mail and the other ones will start distribution from the 6th of march okay so So we've got a nice mother's day special in there lovely yeah and what else you've got coming up in the magazine as well so um one of the areas or one of the kind of types of articles or types of topics should i say that i know colin really enjoys is a little bit of history so there's lots of different historical and, you know, um, other types of societies in the various areas that I cover. Right. And one of the articles that I've got coming up in the next issue in March is Shepparton and the Great Train Robbery. I didn't know Shepparton was involved in well, the Great Train Robbery, you, so that will be a new one on me. Now you're going to find out. It'll be worth <laughs> reading for you. So Buster Edwards, right after they had um, robbed the train in Buckinghamshire, um, escaped and rented a, a house with his wife in Shepparton, just off the high street. And, and so, how did you come across this story then? Well, we were watching TV one evening and um, we watched Phil Collins playing of Buster course, Edwards. Yeah, great and film, that good movie. The, yeah, and that all of a sudden sparked us into looking on the internet and realizing that in the 2015 magazine written by Nick Pollard, who is the Sunbury and Shepparton Historical Society, one of the writers from there, um, wrote an article about it. And so there you go. There you go. Hey. And you say you've got Mother's Day coming up. So uh, what's happening for Mother's Day in the magazine? Uh, well, do you know, just some ideas of what you might be able to do for your mom. We've got um, pictures of mothers and daughters and sons, you know, on the covers, because I think it's a, a really important time. So Mother's Day, by the way, you might not realize this. Obviously, it was taken from the U.S. holiday, and it started just after World War II. Oh, I'm in sure the UK. we started it, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying yeah, to get one over us now. It's it was. It was. <laughs> um, no, I believe but you. I believe uh, you. you know, in, but their Mother's Day is at a different time, isn't it? It is. It's in May. Yeah. And so. Um, I don't know the rationale. I should have looked this up before I came here. But um, uh, the reasons why, it's it's the fourth Friday. Uh, sorry, it's the fourth Sunday of Advent. Right. Uh, before, uh, So it's the fourth Sunday before Advent. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I'll look it up. I'll check yeah. the day because I don't know what day it is. <laughs> something, I'll have to it make has sure I know. To, it's connected with Advent. I got it. So that's why Mother's Day this year is on the 19th, where a lot of times you'd find it later in the month. Because Easter is earlier. Okay. And uh, what other articles have we got coming up for March? Um, We've got, um, so, at the whole historical societies, I decided to put a page together 
of the different talks that are happening in the next couple of months by the Sunbury and Shepparton Local Historical Society, Adelston Historical Society, the Chertsey Society, and, of course, our friends at the Weybridge Society. So the Weybridge Society hasn't yet uh, gone into putting monthly talks together, but obviously I spoke to Dave about the uh, planning for the Weybridge uh, festival. Yeah, of course, we've got the, the big week coming 17th of June to the 24th of June. Correct. And uh, Valerie Ellis was on the programme a couple of Wednesdays ago. If you haven't heard uh, Valerie's uh, interview yet, you can go to our uh, Listen Again podcast feature. And uh, Valerie's talking all about the cultural week. It's going to be great because there's literary stuff going on. There's art stuff going on. And the whole of Weybridge, hopefully, uh, will be involved because all the events are spread across the whole of the town uh, which is nice to see and mary um mary valerie was talking about the fact that um either at, at um, morrison's in the car park there mm-hmm. or in other alternative sites around weybridge uh, they're creating false walls and they're going to do street art fantastic so i think that will look lovely so um valerie of course at the moment looking for sponsorships if anyone can help uh, check out her website very very valerie ellis and uh, you can uh, help her to help Weybridge for the week of June. So that'll be great. Yeah, so, and also I connected on a networking group that Valerie put me in touch with, Zeld Zoko, Z-O-C-O. Oh, that What's that one? And, um, well, it's just, again, you know, bringing talent together, letting people know about what you do, your projects, your classes, and Valerie uh, is doing art classes. And yes. she is indeed. Have you actually had a chance yourself to look at any of her art that she has I done herself? No, I because must do that. Uh, I thought it was astounding. Actually, it really was quite exciting to actually look at her work. And um, again, if you listen to the interview, she talks about her exhibitions that she's done. One, one is on um, cellulose. She's literally taken paper pulp and she, she, with her hands, manipulates it and spreads it, and uh, it makes beautiful artwork. Right. So it's very clever. Uh, and everything that she does, of course, is tied to her past being in psychotherapy. Uh, so that's quite interesting, her, her previous uh, life as a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to the lovely Mary Hammond from Community Life magazine. And we're looking at uh, what is uh, going to be featured in the March edition, which will be out again in a couple of weeks' time. Um, from next week. From next week. And uh, you've got some uh, interesting topics, I think, some of them to do with health as well. Yes. So... Um Two ladies that uh, have been on your show, uh, which is Liz Coping and Michelle Ford. Of oh, uh, two, two women chatting yes. from a podcast. So they have written me uh, a really interesting article okay. about tinnitus and what is that constant ringing. And it's interesting that um, one in seven adults in the UK suffer from tinnitus. So that is approximately 7.6 million people. Uh, that can be affected at any age. So it is something that isn't necessarily an older person's... um, Complaint. Complaint, Absolutely. Condition, yeah. Um, The rate of people suffering from tinnitus is is rising, and currently there is no cure. And it's, you know, it's just really understanding. It's more or less when other people, their reaction to you, if you're all of a sudden struggling with it. You know, we were at the break, we were talking. Yeah, because about- yeah, my Fiona, uh, Fee at home, uh, suffers and has done for quite some time with tinnitus. And it's quite surprising. I mean, occasionally, you, you know, I was going to, if you ever get a ringing in your ears yourself, which occasionally can happen to any of us, yeah. and you get that noise, you think, God, yeah, to live with that 
continually must be something of a nightmare to have all that background white noise happening, the, the hissing and the, the noise level. And, of course, your, your whole uh, hearing deteriorates mm. and um, it, it becomes, you know, I know with Fiona, there are so many octaves that she can't hear anymore. Uh, my voice being quite deep, she can't hear me at all, but I think she's quite pleased with that. <laughs> Probably helps her. She can't see or can't hear, so that always helps. Um, so, um, no, but on a serious note, it, it's, it's a very difficult thing to deal with, I am sure. Well, I'm sure it hits your energy level. You know, it hits your concentration. It affects your, um, you know, uh, headaches and things like that. Uh, they've actually, um, Liz, who wrote the article, has given a couple of examples because... She talks about sound bites and some of the things of, you know, in everyday life that can be affecting, you know, the level of tinnitus, uh, which is ordinary conversation, yep. is 60 dBs, okay. uh, 85 dBs, a food blender, yep. uh, heavy traffic. Interesting. Yep. So it's quite interesting because we, we, where we live at the moment, occasionally you can pick up the M3 noise, the drone of the M3. And yet Fiona can't hear that at all at that level. It's completely, all she hears is the white noise. Interesting. So it's quite interesting. Um, so, uh, you know, within the article, uh, Liz also goes into some of the things that you can do to help uh, calm it or limit tinnitus, which one of the most obvious things is obviously earplugs. But, you know, we can't go through life wearing earplugs every day. So um, hopefully there'll be further research on the topic. Uh, and, you know, it's something that needs to... Very have. serious subject matter. And as you say, there's no real cure for it. You just have to live with it. So, That's right. Difficult one. Difficult one. And then what do we got on a lighter note? Oh, uh, we do. Well, we've got the Hampton Court Green Fair coming up, uh, which is held over the Easter weekend. Uh, so they will start to set up from the... Uh, I want to say the 5th fifth, to the 10th. 5th to the 10th of April. Thank you, because you introduced them to us, Mary, and that was great. And uh, we got a, both an ad for the um, Hampton Court Palace Green Fair coming up, and we got a competition. Uh, so here on Brooklands, from the 21st of March until the 4th of April each day, uh, your chance to win a day pass ticket for four people. Uh, it's uh, George Irvin's Fun Fair, of course, Hampton Court Palace Green. And as Mary says, it's taking place between the 5th to the 10th of April. So they've got a, a whole page with you as well, talking about Absolutely. the fair. They've got the centre spread and it'll be, well, they're open from 12 noon until 11pm every night. And this is a fair that's been going on before World War Two, It's so popular, isn't it, as a fair? Have you been yet? Because I, I haven't. I have, oh, loads of times. You have, yeah, okay, because you're a bit more local than me. But uh, I shall make a point this year of uh, going over. So is it a fairly classic um, They've got, you fair, know, a good just... variety. They've got okay. a haunted house. They've got a roller coaster, um, you know, merry-go-round, uh, you know, other, you know, it's a, it's a kid's thing, but I would say probably there's lots of 20, 30 year olds there also. And we're all kids at heart at the end of the we day. Are, uh, so don't forget, if you want to enter our competition, you can do. It's uh, four day passes per day. So it's brilliant. You can take the family, think of all those free rides uh, every day from the 21st of March until the 4th of April here on Brooklyn's Radio. But before we go back to the magazine, actually, I was going to inquire, if I may, on a personal front, about uh, how things are going with the house move. Because last time uh, you were telling us that you currently live by the river, yes. then you were going to move to Ottershaw, and then something happened and you were able to get the original house that you wanted. 
Yes. How are things progressing? Um, it's all going well. So one of the things that have happened, they finally found someone else to rent uh, the um, house in Ottershaw. So we should be able to come out of that contract in the middle of March. And I wish them well. And I'm very pleased. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, it's a great place. So I'm very happy for them. And I know for the landlord, they'll be there. Uh, I think they're looking at a minimum of three years. And uh, so, yes, so we complete on our neighbor's property next week, That's which great is news. quite interesting. That's yes. And, um, and, you know, at that point, uh, we will look to put our house on the market. Um, so anybody interested in living on the river, please uh, let me know. Selling a property <laughs> is cheaper than purple bricks. Come Absolutely. to Brooklyn's Radio and get a free plug for your house. Why not? <laughs> but it is a lot of work. I mean, it, you know, eventually. But it, it must be great be... fun living down by the river. I mean, oh, in the gosh. summertime. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. You know, for sure. I mean, we do have to put up with flooding. Uh, so our road, uh, we live on a one-track road, which is good. So uh, we have, um, we actually, the the riverside goes to Desborough Island, where the Weybridge Vandals play. Yep, know that well. Yep, so I listen to many of their rugby matches and sometimes the cricket ones. There's also an air rifle field over there, which I was surprised to hear. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, then we also have land in the on the back of the house, so mm-hmm. we're not actually looked on uh, in either direction, uh, shall I say? And uh, it's just a really nice place to live. You know, we are. You know, it's where we'll. Well, I know from Desborough Island because we've got friends on Desborough Island. The community spirit is oh, fabulous, and they have to part with a lot. I mean, I know there's a lot of. Um, Fly tipping and stuff like that happens on the island. Yeah. Uh, and they're forever having groups of uh, people out there. And thank you to all of the people that just volunteer to go out and clean up because it's yeah. so important. But, you know, goodness me, why this happens, I have I don't understand no idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're hired to do a job and then all of a sudden you can't actually, you know, make charge the extra amount to be able to take it to a tip. I, I don't get that. I really don't. But um, anyway, there we go. But it was quite interesting last Sunday because um, I I told you that I took up rowing and I'm now with we, you Wayfarers. You were in Row Paddle Run and we I remember was. it well. Yes, there was Councillor Judy Sarsby and myself standing there and there were you. <laughs> and that's exactly who I saw on uh-huh. Sunday was uh, Councillor Judy Sarsby, uh, who was at uh, the Weybridge um, Weybridge Rowing Club, and right. because Wayfarers share the same kind of bank, shall I say, in Clubhouse, uh, it was nice saying hello to Judy and, you know, again, uh, her asking me to, you know, come along to a, a couple of different events, uh, community events that she's getting involved with, which is including, you know, the Ukrainians, rehousing Ukrainians. and Amazing work know, by her and the team. Good. Very good indeed. Yep. And uh, tell us quickly about one more article that you've oh. got then. Well, this is something I, after a conversation with you, where you said, oh, Mary, your magazines look a little bit womenish. Oh, did I say is that? It, you did say that. Damn Is it targeted to women? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to do something about this. <laughs> so I put together and... Little um, tip, Mary, never listen to me. I don't talk of anything <laughs> sensible. And I did get permission from Auto Trader. Okay. Uh, and I looked up how to plan a long distance drive with your electric car. 
Right. Because obviously that is the biggest concern of buying an electric car. Everybody benefits from it if you're just doing local driving and things like that. But how do you drive from Surrey to uh, Scotland? We had this very conversation again at the weekend because we had uh, somebody that was going to pick up a new car. And he had he currently has one electric car plus others, uh, but he had to borrow a car because he was just so concerned because it was a huge distance away. Would he you know, be able to get the right electric points and, and recharge yeah. wherever? It's so, all about planning. It's all about planning. Yes. So you've got an article on that in I the magazine. Do. And so uh, along with a couple of tips of what you need to do when you're planning a drive, um, such as, you know, where there's a there's actually a couple of apps along with massive amounts of yeah. uh, of maps yeah. to be able to um, make sure that you're stopping within the range that you need. So, But it is all about planning. You do have to think ahead. Uh, the other thing that came up in the conversation we had at the weekend, and you know, just over a glass of wine with, with many people, was the fact that if everyone goes electric, can the national grid actually cope with the additional pressure of all the cars? All um, charging, except I have no idea. I can't answer I that, but know. it was a question that came up and I thought, I wouldn't like to answer that one. Well, it's a bit it, like, you know, when it started, of course, you know, electricity was a lot cheaper than petrol. And then with the way things have gone, electricity, energy prices rising, you know, at what point may that cross back over again, as it did for a while? So who knows? Hopefully it'll come back down again. But um, one of the things that uh, the grid should benefit from is obviously solar panels. So uh, we will be putting solar panels up. And uh, one of the benefits that you can do if you don't use that energy is that you can transfer it back to the grid. So let's hopefully there's a lot of that going on. But hopefully also there'll be longer life batteries, which I think are coming into play in the near future. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where they're going. Uh, so it's been a pleasure to have Mary Hammond back in the studio. Remind us again, the March magazine will be out on people's doorsteps when? From next week, uh, with Royal Mail delivering in Weybridge from the 6th of March. And if anyone is interested in advertising in the magazine or would like to consider writing an article for the magazine, what do they do? Please get in touch. So the best form is email and it's Hammond. H-A-M-M-O-N-D at community-life.co.uk Fantastic. And we've just got to end by wishing you the very, very best of luck for this evening. Oh, thank you. Um, if you do win, what do, you, do you know what you get? I don't. It'll doesn't all really be a surprise. Does it? doesn't It'll, really matter. Exactly. Just, just the recognition uh, is good for me. Fantastic. And something, of course, that you could then publish in the April edition, I'm you sure. You will find out exactly all we of the will. winters in the April edition. I will edition, be looking forward to winners. it. Yeah. Good luck for this evening, Mary. Thank Thanks so much for coming in. That's Mary Hammond from Community Life magazine.